What is good, Divine Pill family? So it is 2.02 in the morning. And when I tell you I am just so in awe, um, as you can see from the previous podcast, I decided to just go ahead and just curl up to an audiobook, listening to the book, Making the Gods Work for You, The Astrological Language of the Psyche by Carolyn W. Casey. And, you know, if you look at the last maybe two podcasts that, that I've been um, talking about, we were, I was just proposing or putting forth that, you know, do we owe um, our incoming generations, you know, a higher frequency and looking to to further conversations about how can we you know, help the young children? How can we help the youth? And this is interesting to me too, because, you know, um, when you talk about the divine timing time and time again, this one, I, I will be honest, it brought tears to my eyes. I didn't hop on here as soon as I heard it. I had to kind of let myself just settle a little bit because these are the type of downloads that I get and the synchronicity and the timing is just blows my mind. But um, another another time, I, I will circle back, right? But um, it's just, you know, I see people trying to solve problems um, in their in their lanes and in their strengths. And um, one of the things I heard around that area is, well, the question was asked, who who should you concentrate on? And they said, the person you should concentrate on is, are the youth. You know, our older people, they're far gone. They're set in their, in their ways. But we have the youth. And I think that, you know, I would love to see that in the spiritual community. You know, we're here waiting for three years, five years, eight years, 20 years, you know, when really we could be focusing on making the spiritual community, our communities, you know, whatever you're into, your collective, better for the youth, for the ones coming behind us. They are still pure and have their full potential. And with our guidance and our wisdom and our insights, we can help them to, to vibrate at a higher frequency than what we have had to deal with. And it makes sense because it's like, <laughs> you know, we can keep trying to change people that are around us when really the, the young ones are craving the nurturing anyways. So as I was listening to this book, because I want to make this short, um, she was talking about how um, there was a study done with the inner city with the inner city kids, right? Um, right before I went into my hiatus, I was, um, I had read, listened to the audiobook by a psychologist, um, Upton Sinclair. And in there, there's a, um, the end of the book, it's a, there's a section on sex on, and the poor. And in there, there's also, he explores, you know, what life means for the poor daughter, right? The daughter of a poor man. 
and the life that she's subjected to, right? And you can see that in 2022, it's to the point where I kind of had to just sit back and chill a little bit because I would just identify poor man's daughter, poor man's daughter, poor man's daughter, right? Um, but um, in this book, uh, Making the Gods Work for You, um, they she refers to a, well, it's not a book, it's a lecture that she, she actually is doing. And... Um, she talks about a study that was done with inner city kids and they noticed that you know they were looking for what are the common threads for the for those few children who seem to be thriving that against all odds um with that come with poverty and that come with you know living in blackistan and and in those type of impoverished com- communities where there's little to no hope and despair, right? And one of the things that they noticed was that each and every child that had that that it factor that that was six, you know thriving against all the odds, they had someone in their life, whether it was a mom, a dad, a brother, sister, cousin, auntie, uncle someone in their life was showing them a game how to play a game and um it just goes to you know the whole idea of you coaching someone um and because this book she's talking about all of the different planets and how they play in our lives right and um Jupiter being a playful uh, planet um, uh, and wanting to teach us through lessons and through game and through play. And Jupiter also is an education planet. Um, There's so many things about Jupiter um, that I will absolutely be talking more about um, as we move forward. But you know, don't underestimate that. It reminds me of, you know, uh, when I was in high school, one of my um, classmates' dad, can I say his name? No. Um, He begged my mom to let me play basketball. And I was a super shy girl. Um, but I, I'm tall, I'm really tall, but I was super shy and he begged my mom to let me play. And, you know, he has passed away. Um, he's Puerto Rican and, um, I grew up, like I said, like with his son, um, and he had older siblings. Um, but you know, this is back in the days. And so he considered himself to be to be black I don't I don't know whatever right but um and my mom she let me and I played for four years went started from junior varsity to varsity but when I think about y'all because I know you get I guess sentimental but when I I know that there have been so many times in life that I have thought back to the things I learned from playing basketball working on a team discipline, um, consistency, learning new things um, in ways that I really couldn't explain. Um, 
And even things like having someone root for you, like just, you know, looking out for you and and cheering you on, even though, you know, and, and that has played a role in my life. And so here I am, fast forward with my niece, Sunshine, one of the loves of my life, right? And watching her go through the process of, you know, deciding to go play basketball and having the conversations and cheering for her and going to the team and and the conversations that go around the game, because I really want to drive home that point. You might have heard a game. And so it's like, <clears throat> what lies below the surface is the conversations that go with it. The, the the things that you care, that you are bringing the element of joy um, and a smile to someone and you're helping them to build a competency and that it feels good, I think, for a child to know that somebody is looking to see, you know, the course correction of how to become a better person. I think that our, all of our inner child, we all want to be somebody someday, you know, and sometimes life strips us of that you know, um, and this idea that someone would care and be keen to pay attention to, you know, walking us through a process of how to become a better person, even if it is at something like play. And, but that means that when you play, you play to win. This person is rooting for you to win and you take those lessons. These are the things that we take with us into our workplace, into our families, into our lives, the same way that I'm talking about it now. I, I could tell you countless um, times in other areas that I've referred back to the lessons that I learned, you know, from from playing basketball and even just the, the, the mere principle of, you know, this person seeing something to, for him to push and say, let her play you know, basketball. I grew up super sheltered, right? And I and I am more and more appreciative of that. I, you know, even earlier in my earlier podcast, I do sound a little bit salty um, or a lot salty. But as I'm, you know, starting to, you know, understand, um, my mom would always talk about the story when we were little about the pig and the mama pig, and she had little piglets, and one of the little piglets, he was like, mama, how come your snout is so big? And she's like, don't worry, little piggy, one day you will grow up too, you know? And it's one of those things where it's like, oh, heck yeah, I would shelter my kids, right? Um... But I, I've talked about that and I've talked about how it's not so much sheltering them, but equipping them for the future and, and whatnot. But I'm so grateful that he did that and it made an impact in my life. And there are things that I've learned and here I am passing those things on to her. And because I understand the importance, like we talk about, you know, what it means to win, what it means to lose, what it means to um, play with your team. Uh, what does it mean to um, practice and have discipline and to push yourself and to still, you know, be the, like, for example, the most improved 
um, player or or that type of thing, learning all of the positions. What and and it's just a game, right? And it is so much fun because we're having those conversations, but but it's all about play and it's all about winning and it's spending the time together and her joining the league of all of the you know all, all of my brothers and I we all played basketball um and so that's just something that she now feels like just pride smart you know like proud about also too but I just want you to think about that, you know, if you're a parent and, you know, I'm even kind of calling in on the aunties and the uncles and the older cousins, you know, um, to, to really step in also in, in your, for your families, um, you know, don't underestimate your role. Don't underestimate that in some ways you could be like their spiritual godmother or godfather and and sometimes like let's be honest like i i don't have children but sometimes i like on a moment like this 2:15 in the morning listen i couldn't have a teenager just out and about and having to get them to school um and all this type of stuff it, it really might have just energetically like my subconscious i probably just know it would be too much for me right but what I can do is I check in on my niece. I check in to see how she's doing. I check in on her development, help her mastermind for what college looks like and what careers look like and what are the social skills and the communication skills. And we do the laughing and the playing. But guess what? Guess what? <laughs> when she comes for spring break, we're going to be playing all kinds of even more games because now I understand the importance of it. And, and, um, what she was referring to, it's called the rising um, student movement, movement. Yeah, let me just double check here. Resilient child movement is what it's called. I will kind of research it a little bit more. But now that I understand that, I encourage you to do that. And you and um, I would hope that you are gathering the importance of it. And um, what that means for if you have your own children and or if you have nieces and nephews, right, or, or younger cousins and just something so simple as that, right? And think about the elements that I said. It's that idea of just showing, it's a way of showing that you want them to win, that you're... Um, looking out for them, that you're doing the course correction, that you have their best interest at mind. And, and that can make all the difference. The um, She goes on to talk about how really how simple some of these things are. This one, you know, when you talk about gems to add to your treasure box, this is one. Um, but the thing is, it's so crazy because she goes on to talk about how... Um, even with with a um, a tin can, you know, she does a phenomenal job of explaining it, um, and I don't, by any stretch of the imagination, want to oversimplify it. But um, give it a shot. And I am a little bit sleepy. I have a few more minutes left of the audio book. I have 26 minutes left, 
but I'm super excited. I'm going to do a little teeny tiny podcast on the next one, but I will say here, um, I'm going to read for you a story that she shared and it talks about, it's, it's a fable about what women want. And I think it's really that simple again, too. And what women want starts with an S, okay? So I will um, read that tomorrow. I'm going to, I'm pretty sure I'm going to fall asleep right after this. I can tell. And so um, I'm going to sleep in <laughs> if if I can, because I've noticed ever since, like, uh, when I first started working out, I would... I would fall into a deep, deep sleep and I would, I would sleep for like the full eight to nine hours. But once my body adjusted and I hit the 10,000 steps a day, no, my body was like, girl, you don't need no sleep. You got all this energy. Plus you taking your vitamins, girl, bye. So, um, I would like to sleep in, like I said, it's two o'clock in the morning, but, um, I would like to be able to sleep in and get six hours, six, six to eight hours. But when I wake up, I will um, do my regular routine or, or thing or whatnot. And, um, but I will record, I will read tomorrow what women want. Um, and you will get a good chuckle for it. And I will try to remember to leave the comments open because, you know, <laughs> I think they're right, you know. Um, I don't know if men will want to give it, but um, I think the ladies will agree with me too. So let me record that and then I'm going to finish listening to my book and I'm going to go to sleep. So I hope this was helpful to you. Until the next podcast, stay blessed, stay moisturized, stay healthy, stay prosperous. Peace.